KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Koop. Hello and thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630, KSLR, and you're joining us for our Church of the Week feature. This segment is when we get to sit down with one of the pastors in our local community and talk to them about what's going on at their church and how they are advancing the kingdom of God. And today we have with us in the studio Pastor Kendall Rothis of Covenant Baptist Church. Pastor Kendall, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Well, we want to hear a lot about what is going on at Covenant Baptist. But before we do that, why don't you just take a few minutes and introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure. My name is Kendall, and I'm originally from Oklahoma. I went to college there, and then I uh, came to seminary at Baylor, and then now I've been in San Antonio for two years at Covenant Baptist Church. Um, loving it here so far. A few of my hobbies, I, I love to write. I write a lot of poetry, um, have a blog, and I also love to play basketball and play with my dog, Addie. That's a very wide range of hobbies there. That's very good. So where did you go to school in Oklahoma? I went to Southern Nazarene University in Bethany, Oklahoma. Okay, and then you you transferred to Baylor. Why did you choose to go to Baylor? Well, I had grown up Baptist, so I was looking for a Baptist seminary, and I'd heard a lot of great things about Truett, and so I came down and visited Truett, loved it, felt ready to drive down and start the next day after my visit. Excellent. And uh, are you still a big Baylor supporter? Yes. You know, KSLR is actually the official uh, carrier for Baylor football when it comes up here in a few weeks. That's great. I was there right when Robert Griffin got there, so that was an exciting time to be at Baylor. Definitely, definitely. You know, I like to ask pastors when they come into the studio, Pastor Kendall, I I like to talk to them a little bit about their their experience in coming to faith and uh, having an experience with the Lord and and then maybe their subsequent call to the ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your experience in that? Did you grow up in the church? Was uh, w- was there a Saul on the road to Tarsus type of experience? Or, or what was it for you that, mm-hmm. that led you to the Lord? Well, I grew up in a Christian environment. And from my earliest memories, I was somebody who talked with God. And when I was five years old, I had a very specific conversation with my parents about wanting to ask Jesus into my heart, which was the language I knew at the time. Sure. And so at age five, actually, I was baptized. And then um, as I grew up, I began to understand fuller and fuller what that salvation meant and how to live into discipleship. Um, So it was an ongoing process for me after that of diving deeper into my faithfulness and commitment to God. And when you went down that path, you know, Mm -hmm. I I hear a lot of uh, pastors that talk about being saved at a young age, Mm -hmm. uh, but then they, you know, they have the teenage years, the, Mm -hmm. you know, the doubting, the the struggle, maybe their friends are going off the deep end or whatever. What was your experience in that? Was it kind of from that moment on you were sold on on Jesus and the whole thing or, or were there moments of doubt and struggle for you as well? Well, I've always been a person who's stayed pretty serious and connected to my faith, but I've also been a person who holds a lot of doubt and tension at the same time. So I was always sort of walking along with both of those, the the doubt and the faith. In high school, I, I did have an experience where it 
dawned on me for the first time that this faith thing was supposed to be all in, um, that I was being called to and I wanted to dive um, and give everything um, about myself to God and to this way that he was calling me to. Now, you mentioned in, in high school that you, you felt that all-in call. Mm-hmm. Now, was that your call, you feel like, to go into a life of ministry, or was there a subsequent mm-hmm. a direction that way? Or how did that mm-hmm. whole decision process play out when you actually decide, for the rest of my life, I'm, I want to be involved in ministry? Mm-hmm. When I made that decision that I wanted to be all-in for God, I was not aware (laughs) that I was signing up for ministry. Um, That process was um, sort of long-term for me. I continued to feel more and more drawn to the work of the church and the work of God in the world. Um, But I had actually never met a female pastor in all my life, so that specific calling um, was a little bit off the radar for me for quite a while. Um, And so... Um, I began to explore this passion I had for the the work of the church and this um, enjoyment I I felt from speaking about God to other people, which I didn't yet know was preaching. Mm -hmm. And then as I went to college um, and I began to encounter other women in ministry and see their giftedness and their passion and the clear... Um, presence of the Holy Spirit in their work, um, I began to understand that God could call anyone to do any kind of work. And so um, it took me several years to really integrate and understand what it was I was being called to do. Um, And then when I took my very first preaching class in college, um, that sort of sealed the deal for me. Sure, sure. Now, um, just to address that question, Pastor Kendall, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people struggle with that very uh, issue of mm-hmm. women pastors mm-hmm. and, and all of that sort of thing. Uh, what is your answer to someone that says, well, uh, you know, they quote this passage mm-hmm. about women being silent. They quote this passage mm-hmm. about a woman not being permitted to lead a man, all, all of these different things mm-hmm. that uh, they may not understand the context of those scriptures. But what is what have you run into in that direction and, and what has been your response? Um, you know, I think a lot of uh, people um, have not necessarily encountered a woman pastor or heard a woman preach. And so it stays kind of this um, idea or theological argument detached from a real person. And so I find that when people meet me or hear a woman preach, it begins to shift things because you begin to see that Um, As it talks about in Acts chapter 2, both men and women prophesy in the Lord's name and that the Holy Spirit pours out his gifts on all God's people. Um, So for me, the the bottom line is what is the overarching narrative of Scripture? And repeatedly in Scripture, we see God setting all people free and we see God using all people to do his work. And that's, to me, the bottom line is the bigness of God that refuses to be put inside any box. Absolutely. And I completely agree with that. And 
you know, there's the scriptures that even say there's no longer Jew nor Greek nor male nor female mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, in the kingdom. So that, that's a great answer. Now, we're talking with Pastor Kendall Rothis of Covenant Baptist Church uh, in Garden Ridge, Texas, just outside of San Antonio, um, even though your address is still San Antonio, mm-hmm. Texas. The uh, uh, Another thing I wanted to ask you, transitioning into uh, talking a little bit about Covenant Baptist, mm-hmm. what was it like to virtually come straight out of seminary into a senior pastor role of an established church that has been around since the late 80s? Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was that like? What were the what was the blessing of that? What were the challenges? Uh, how, how did that all fit together for you? Mm-hmm. You know, it it might have been a little more intimidating if Covenant wasn't such a place that I felt at home at. From the minute I pulled into the parking lot for my first interview and walked in the door, it was a place that brought me peace. Um also, my congregation has been wonderful in accepting me and affirming me and making me feel like I can be a pastor as myself. Um, I don't have to pretend to have more experience than I have. Um, I can be who I am, where I am, and I try to give the same grace back to let people be where they are, as they are. That's good. And Pastor Kendall, what's... Uh what do you feel like has been the the greatest challenge in stepping into that role? Um, just stepping directly into a senior mm-hmm. pastor role, whereas most people go through sort of a, a grooming process, if you will, for a senior pastor role. Mm-hmm. Well, I did have a few experiences that helped prepare me. I worked as a resident chaplain on Baylor's campus, and I spent nine months as an interim pastor, which gave me some experience preaching on a weekly basis. Um, It's a little hard, I think, just to overcome my own anxiety and my own fear, um, feeling a little young and um, maybe wondering if I'm prepared enough. But in the last two years, I've really experienced a lot of grace, and um, I think beginning to come into an appropriate confidence. Um, I I think as pastors, it's best anyways to come into a church beginning, starting off by listening and learning rather than parading in and thinking we know what to do. Um, So I think maybe being young has just helped me to pause even a little longer and find out who the church really is. Sure. We're with Pastor Kendall Rothis of Covenant Baptist Church, and uh, we are talking to her about the church and the ministry there. Now, you mentioned in the beginning that you enjoy writing, and Mm -hmm. and, um, if anyone, those that listen to your uh, devotions this week could hear the the writing gift that you have. what is what part has that played in your ministry at Covenant Baptist, and mm-hmm. how, how does that fit in in the church culture of what you do? Mm. Well, writing is a big part of who I am personally and spiritually, so I write a lot of my prayers, um, I do a lot of journaling, and then the way that plays out in the church is I, I'm a manuscript preacher. I really enjoy writing 
um, my sermons and then I post them online afterwards. So that kind of gives the sermons a little bit of an afterlife. Um, I also, um, I write some of the prayers that we use during the service um, and try to find other creative creative ways to um, write in the church newsletter and, and things like that. Um, occasionally I even include some of my poetry in, in the sermon, which I really enjoyed doing. That's excellent. And Pastor Kendall, if, if we move more specifically to, to Covenant Baptist Church, you, you mentioned it that even when you pulled up onto the campus mm-hmm. of Covenant Baptist, there was an, an immediate connection mm-hmm. with your personality and your heart and, and uh, ministry and with the church itself. Could you walk us through, uh, I, I, I pulled off a little bit of, of info from your website and, and just in visiting with you previously, uh, knowing a little bit about the congregation, you, you have several statements here that are, that are not normal in the, in the grand, uh, I guess the forefront of your Christian churches mm-hmm. as far as, as core values or mm-hmm. the way the church functions. Uh, but they're very interesting, very, mm-hmm. very good, um, very good pieces I, I wanted to bring out. You you wrote, uh, th- there's several things here. There's four specific bullets where you said, uh, we are a quiet church, we are a gentle, thoughtful church, we make room for children, and we are not in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Uh, those four things I don't think I've ever seen on a church mm-hmm. website uh, mm-hmm. for the most part. So could you maybe walk us through those four uh, four pieces of the puzzle and, and kind of unpack that for us? Mm-hmm. Covenant is the kind of church where you come to slow down. And we sort of believe that the busy, scurried pace that we spend most of our life going at is not really that conducive to hearing from God. So we want the uh, worship experience to be a place where you stop and pause and <coughs> breathe. So we don't have a whole lot of programs, and we don't go at a very fast pace because we're sort of intentionally trying to be different right. um, than the pace we go at in the rest of our lives with the hopes that we're going to find out more about how to listen um, really well to God. Now, when you say that you're a gentle, thoughtful church, mm-hmm. what does that mm-hmm. specifically refer to? By gentle, uh, we we mean that covenant is a place where people can heal and they can heal in their own time and in their own way. We refuse to be mean or ugly or pushy. And by thoughtful, I think we mean we try to be very intentional about our practices and why we do what we do. Um, And not just do things just because that's what's expected, but to do what we do with purpose. Sure. That makes sense. And sorry to just walk you through line by line here, mm-hmm. but but these statements are just so unique that mm-hmm. I, I wanted to, to get kind of some commentary behind them. Mm-hmm. When we say when you say we make room for children, you mm-hmm. know, I know a lot of churches they've got children's programs, they've got children's pastors, they've got mm-hmm. all kinds of different things going on for kids. What do you mean by saying you make room for kids? You know, we're a small church, so we don't have a whole lot of children's programs like some other churches are able to provide, but what we do is, um, well, I'll give you an example. Um, On Sunday morning, part of our service is what we call blanket time. 
and we have a blanket um, over to the side of the sanctuary, which we pull out and put on the floor. And during the worship service, all the kids come up and sit on the blanket and have a little chat either with me or with um, another church member. And we kind of talk a little together about the sermon and or about the day or about God. And so the idea is that we really want to value children and incorporate them into the rest of what we're doing. So our children are the ones who take up the offering every Sunday. Sometimes we have the children lead us in some of our singing um, to try and make them feel as if they are a real part of what's going on. Sure. Um, Not just for their benefit, but for ours and to remind us what it is to have the childlike faith. That's a that's a pretty profound statement, not just for their benefit, but for ours, Mm -hmm. Uh, because I think what a lot of people view children as, uh, well, I think what can be viewed if we're not careful is that children can be a distraction Mm. in the service. Uh, But you're saying that you guys view them more as a benefit, more of, uh, well, you said for, for your benefit and you even have written in. Uh, in your belief statement, you have, we value children, mm-hmm. their presence, energy, and innocence as God's gift to families and to the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, what gifts do you see children bringing to a congregation? Well, so many. Um You know, we hold this creative tension at Covenant because we're a quieter congregation and we spend time in silence together as part of our worship, but yet we always have a child, you know, sort of babbling in the background. (laughs) And so I think children remind us that things aren't always going to be totally efficient, but they're going to be beautiful. And the answers we get from children when we're talking on the blanket time and their imagination and their creativity and their wonder at life and their excitement about learning. Those are all things that we can recapture as adults, I think, to lead us back into the heart of God. And I think you kind of uh, described how we're not in a hurry. You mm-hmm. know, you, you take your time and you're, and you're deliberate in your services. But something else I wanted to draw attention to for our listeners, once again, this is something unique that I don't think I've ever seen on a church website or on a church sign. It's on your sign as you approach the building. Mm-hmm. Your name is Covenant Baptist Church. Mm-hmm. But then underneath, almost a subline is a, a contemplative Christian community. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that statement? Yeah, Covenant, in a lot of ways, we're still exploring what we mean when we say we're a contemplative community. Again, that relates to this notion that we are quieter and slower and gentle and trying to listen to God. Part of uh, what we mean when we say we're contemplative is uh, a reference to our grounds. Our church has five acres um, with trees and prayer paths that wander back um, into an outdoor labyrinth at the back of our property. So we're trying to provide a space, give up a space where people can pray and meditate at their own leisure. And so people often come by our prayer paths and our labyrinth at any time during the week, not necessarily church members, um, just people who have found that to be a, a sacred and holy place. And then um, we're also a little bit interested in the ancient practices of contemplative spirituality, of making room for deliberate silence and solitude in our lives, and practices like that that help us slow down and help us hear from God. We're talking with Pastor Kendall Rothis of Covenant Baptist Church. Pastor Kendall, you've mentioned a lot about complete. Uh, contemplative Christian community, um, slowing down, being deliberate, all of those things. And 
one thing that I know that we've spoken about before is kind of the desire to be countercultural. Mm-hmm. And I, I wondered if you could maybe explore that in a in a bit more time than the forty five seconds you took in the in the mm-hmm. devotion earlier this week to talk about what you guys see as the cultural need for this type of ministry. Mm. Well, you know, if you look at the life of Jesus, he did so much good work and so much healing. But there was this underlying current where you always see in Scripture, he's always going off to pray. He's always going off to be alone with the Father. And so we think that that is so crucial to our service in the world is to first stop and pray and to first stop and be silent and to first stop and be really be with the Father. And it it seems that in our modern culture, everything is about speeding up, Mm, you know, fast food. You can send a text message. You don't have to call anyone. (laughs) There are all these ways to do things faster with the Internet and all sorts of technology. And those things aren't bad, but they can sort of skew us in the wrong direction as far as spirituality goes. And so I think what we're wanting to do at Covenant when I say be countercultural, is sort of return to that pattern we see in Jesus of stopping and being deliberate and knowing that slowing down and disconnecting a little from the franticness of the world is going to be completely necessary if we want to be true healers out in the world. Sure. Unplugging a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know sometimes it's, I feel most free when I just go sit down and have dinner with my family and leave mm. all of all electronic devices back in the bedroom. So <laughs> yes. there's no distraction there. Completely understand that. And I think most of our listeners can relate to that. Yeah. You know, um, we get, we get blinded and, and preoccupied with screens and uh, yeah. all of the, the chatter and stuff going on in the world. And, and I think a lot of people desire that ability to slow down and, and, uh, really, like you said, hear what God has to say. So I think that's a very powerful uh, contribution to the body of Christ. Yeah. And I don't think we're necessarily better at it than anyone else, um, (laughs) but we are just trying to purposefully practice um, that sort of stepping away. Now, Pastor Kendall, you've you've talked uh, about all of the the types of, of cultural things, but one of the things we haven't really touched on that I know is is of a lot of importance to you. you you guys have in your in your beliefs we value hospitality mm. and welcome all who come seeking to know God as he revealed himself through Jesus mm. um, can you talk about that piece of hospitality uh, for a minute and how it relates to the culture of Covenant Baptist Church mm. I think hospitality is such an important theme in the scriptural narrative um, And I see that as God has entrusted us with this particular place, this particular building, this particular body. And so it's a gift, and we're meant to share it. And so I think when people find their way to covenant, um, we want to um, be open with the love that God has poured on us, and we want to distribute the grace that we've received to other people. Um, and so we really want people to feel a sense of, of home and belonging 
um, hopefully the first time they walk in the doors, um, because I just think that's how Jesus would make people feel. And that's very true. And and just so you know, you guys are doing a great job because when mm-hmm. I visited, uh, I told you earlier, but a lot of, I, I visit a lot of pastors and a lot mm-hmm. of churches. Yours was the only place I visited where when I came in, I was I had cookies prepared and <laughs> coffee and all this other stuff. And I felt like the guest of honor versus mm-hmm. uh, just another appointment for someone during the day. So you're definitely bringing that piece of it into the, the mixture of what you do there. So mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. Great. And as we kind of wind down this interview, Pastor Kendall, could you talk a little bit about when uh, someone comes into a service mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, 1030 or 915 uh, Sunday school or uh, talk about what the experience is like. What can they expect? Well, when you pull into our, our parking lot, you may not be sure if you're in the right place <laughs> uh, because the building is set back behind the trees just a little. But as you pull all the way in, I think people can expect to feel almost some immediate peace um, and the ability to take a little bit of a deeper breath. And then uh, you'll walk into our sanctuary. Um, The doors sort of open right into the sanctuary. There's not really a hallway. And you can expect for several people to greet you. And then we sit in a sort of semicircle for worship where we are able to sort of look out and see each other's faces as we worship. And people will be chattering and talking and introducing themselves. And then we begin when we chime the hour. And then you can kind of feel the room settling down and our hearts um, gathering for worship. And we spend a little bit of time in silence, just a minute or two. And then um, after our, our minds have settled, then we, then we begin our worship service. And uh, if someone wants to visit, could you talk about what you guys offer uh, service-wise and Mm -hmm. and the different things that you have going throughout the week and the month? Right. Well, I did mention we uh, don't have a whole lot of programs because we don't want to overcrowd anyone's life. Um, But we do have uh, Sunday school for all ages that begins at 9.15 a.m., If you show up at 9.15, we can help direct you to the right location. Um, And that's on Sunday. That's on Sunday morning, sorry. And then uh, we have worship at 10.30. Our other weekly event is this year we're starting um, a Children in Action group, which is a a missions um, activity for children uh, grades one through six, and that's on Thursdays at the church at four thirty. So a sort of after school activity. Um, some of our other things that we do um, every uh, last Sunday of the month, we share a potluck meal together directly after worship. That's everybody's favorite Sunday. We have some great <laughs> cooks in our church. Um, And then we have um, a variety of events that go on, Um, a book club, we have women's fellowship, we have, um, well, lots of different fellowships. Mm -hmm. Um, The more you get plugged in, the more you learn um, what kind of activities we have. And then about twice a year, we do a spiritual retreat on our property uh, that lasts from a, a Friday evening to a Saturday afternoon, and those are are generally free and open to the public. Excellent. Well, Pastor Kendall, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for telling us about Covenant Baptist Church, and it it was an honor to get to meet you and speak with you. Yes, thank you. And on behalf of AM630 KSLR, we want to invite you to go to visit one of the services at Covenant Baptist on Sunday mornings at 1030. You can show up early at 915 and and visit Sunday school, and 
uh, maybe even get in on one of those potlucks one of these uh, one of these weeks. Uh, also, check out their website at covenantbaptist.org. That's covenantbaptist.org. You can see uh, directions to the facility and, and everything else about what's going on there. Or you can also call them at 210-651-3116. That's 651-3116. And they're located on FM 2252. That's 19204-FM2252 in Garden Ridge, just outside of San Antonio. Thank you for joining us for our Church of the Week feature with Pastor Kendall Rothis of Covenant Baptist Church. I am Micah Coop, and keep listening to AM630 KSLR, The Word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Church of the Week, brought to you by SalemChurchProducts.com.